Hello everybody, welcome back to Cook, Feast, Repeat. This is Kua Vang. Uh, we have Chad Kostorz here and a special guest, Craig Ott, obviously. Andrew, uh, Andrew Ullman is in here with us today. Good riddance. Good riddance. I'm glad he's not here. But yeah, he's not here with us today, and so we have Craig Ott here today as a special guest. Yep, he's here because uh, the plant is down and uh, he gets to come in. <laughs> but... Uh, we're just going to go on like huge tangents today since um, Andrew's not here. He's usually our guy that plans out everything for us. Yeah. But we're going to, I brought a dessert over and it was, it's called tricolor or three color dessert. It's a Vietnamese dessert or I should say a uh, Southeast Asian dessert. It's really good. And yeah, I yeah, get, I, like you guys want to chime in on your thoughts about it. Like what your dislikes are, what your likes are. Was it a, Strong taste, a subtle taste. What, what was I think mind? that the like, it, there's a big hint of coconut, and I like the coconut. And then I don't know, just the other texture parts is like uh, kind of remind me of like if I were to eat an orbit or an orby or whatever those yeah. things are. <laughs> yeah, like the old or- yeah. orbit drinks. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or a boba tea. Is that what the like little? Yeah. Yeah. Or or a gushers. Kinda. I I don't know. I you know gusher. Them, you know them little. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I had to stop and think for a second. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had those yeah. since a kid. You're um, supposed to know that you're that old. Just, oh, thanks. <sighs> He's older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, I don't know. The sugar hasn't really hit me yet, or maybe it has, and that's why I'm well, off the wall a little bit now. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you, you look like you're moving a lot more than you usually are. Yeah. So. I'm guessing the sugar. It could be just the energy drink I just slammed too, so. Could be. Could be. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Craig? What do you think? I liked it a lot. Uh, the only thing is, what are the green things? The long green yes. thingies. They're just pretty much like tapioca, but they've just been like pressed okay. through. They've just been pressed through, so they string out. Okay. Because yeah. they look like gummy worms. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Maybe uh, they are. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, it... I mean, to, to explain to, to nobody that's never had it before, just imagine, like, Fruity Pebbles with milk-ish. Like, yeah. the color scheme. Yeah. I mean, you could... You yeah, could, the coconut flavor is, yeah. like, like, looks like milk. Yeah. Because yeah. you got your condensed milk, and then you got your coconut milk in there. So, really soggy cereal is what you're going to go with? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like really really like glutinous uh soggy cereal it doesn't sound appetizing but i guarantee you liam's gonna come back and want it watch no <laughs> no he, he's a texture guy he's not gonna want it <laughs> no Kellen would be destroying it yeah you think so oh yeah oh yeah i think uh my youngest one would be destroying it too yeah i, I know that he does like in, in all honesty though like when um, I brought the dessert over, I was kind of like, I wasn't really holding back the um, explanation of like the texture nor like how sweet it is, because I don't want to guys, I don't want to give you guys a, a food or a dessert that like I'm not gonna ex- at least try to explain to you like the closest I can to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to just surprise you guys. That's why like I I asked. You guys multiple times. Hey, you guys are allergic. Are you guys allergic to it? Or 
you guys like this texture. But I got a whole bunch of other desserts that I mean I know Chad, you're a you're a bakery guy, right, Chad? Yeah, I like baking. So I don't know. I'm thinking about in the near future probably like bringing in some Asian inspired bakery type yeah. stuff. Yeah. What I really need is a scale, like a baking scale. Like old fashioned baking scale where you have the little teeter oh, things. Yeah, the teeter things. Oh, I loved using those when I was in chef school. That was like my favorite part. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like using the actual like Digital scale. I mean, it comes in handy, but it makes you feel more professional. And I, I can see you, that. I don't know. Well, Not necessarily I, professional, I, I, but... You know, and, and the thing is, I guess that's what's different between, say, me and you, or just, say, East and West, because um, I honestly think that I don't measure anything at all. I literally oh, yeah. just throw it in by feel. And then later on, adjust accordingly to, like, my taste. I mean, if you do it, like, all the time, then I suppose that could work out. But if you're, like, baking and desserts, they have to be, like, a science. See, I I see, okay, chef mm-hmm. is more measuring, and mm-hmm. whereas cook. Mm-hmm. is more just throwing. Yeah, somebody yeah. can know how to cook yep. and be really good. If they were to try to do chef stuff, they're going to mm. have a difficult time because they're not used to the measuring yeah. and all that. Whereas a lot of chefs have a hard time with, oh, let me just sprinkle well, and, and, yeah, yeah. the thing is, I just hate washing dishes. <laughs> I hate Don't we dishes. all? Oh, my gosh. That's but, why I have two kids to do it. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, um, I, I, guess, I guess, you know, that is... That is really true for like Western style baking, like measurement and being able to have it to the most precise um, measurement for mm-hmm. the ingredient, for the recipe. Because I mean, like you could make it and almost follow it to the T, but like not have certain aspects in it that you're supposed to, and it would probably throw it off. Okay. Yeah. Like, say, for example, like a key lime pie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or if you're using chocolate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess yeah. that would make sense. But like I said, East and West, totally different. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was going through chef school, it was every single one of those chefs were like, the difference between a short order cook and an actual chef is you could be an absolute trash chef, but if you know how to you handle the money, you are amazing and you would not be fired. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, that too. I, I mean, I, I suppose because like it doesn't make sense for you to cook the best food in the world and nobody knows about it and you're not making money. Right. Right. And I mean, like, oh, perfect example of what well, actually what we're talking about right now. Like, um, I forgot what the I forgot what the restaurant is called, but it's this place. Crap, is it? Is it Singapore or Malaysia? I don't know. It was a Michelin freaking star little joint that sells like roasted like duck oh. and you, you know which one i'm talking about at all, i no? don't but i love duck so <laughs> especially when it's cooked right <laughs> yeah well he, he does it I, I believe he does it like anybody out there don't quote me on this if if you guys know like educate me i'm just going off of like what i remember vaguely but there's this dude i, I think he's i think it's singapore he's from singapore and like he sells like he sells like Peking style duck and he's gotten like two Michelin stars now but he's yeah. still selling the dish for like two dollars a pop you know what I mean so like 
I don't know, like he's not gonna get rich, but he's not gonna get rich. But his food and his food and his following is so rich that it's it's crazy. Oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. I just try to Google it, and I don't even know what I'm trying I'll, to Google. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll go Google it, and um, yeah. Let's see. All I came up with was I'm gonna butcher this guy's name, Cheng. Key boneless braised duck. <laughs> I, I think so. He owns like a little stall and like this food mart thingy in Singapore. Um, there we go. His name is Hawker Chan. Mission star from uh, Singapore. 2016. Yeah, he's been selling like this stuff like crazy. And um, let's see. He says, it says here that Hawker Chan, founded by Chan Hong Meng, became famous for its simple yet delicious $2.50 chicken noodle dish when included. Um, and then it says here, like, he makes a whole bunch of other, like, noodles and duck. <laughs> and it's amazing because every day there's a freaking line for it. Well, when I go to Singapore, never, I'll, I'll go make sure I'll go there. <laughs> or you could just watch Crazy Rich Asian. They go there. Oh, do they? Yeah. I don't even know what that it's, is. It's in one of their scenes. You should watch it. That's funny. Is it's it? Funny. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, imagine me, but like, actually funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm okay. just like, I'm just minuscule funny, but like, the movie is actually like pretty it's funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you got like, you got Aquafina in there who sounds like. She smoked like four packs right before. Yeah. You should watch it. Yeah. Right. What, what is it on? Uh, All of them? I, I think I, it's on HBO right now. Is it really? I, I don't so. know, man. I, bought, I watched it once and I was like, hmm, interesting. That would have been me if I was rich. <laughs> what is it called again? <laughs> uh, Crazy Rich Asian. Crazy Rich Asian. All right. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, as our tangent is going on. Yeah, the dessert, you guys liked it? Yeah, yeah it was, it was really pretty good. good. Would you guys think, like, would you guys eat it again or is it a one time deal? Like, what you're saying is. It's a hot, like hot day dish. No, it's yeah, it's definitely. Dessert. That's why I said to you, like Mid-summer. the ice. Yep. The ice, it has to be really, really cool. Because if yep. you eat it, just like it's just like pop. If you yep. have it warm, it tastes like trash. Mm-hmm. But if you have it like a cold, like a, a cold one, like a cold pop or even a cold beer, yep. like I I don't know, no, no beer, no no no, no beer for that? that, not with that. No no, 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 I'm just, oh, no, I'm just I'm just saying like just just saying in general like a cold pop. Yeah, where it has oh, to be cold to be good, yeah, yeah, yeah. or cold gotcha. beer, it has to be cold to be good. This has to be cold. And like I said to you, like I don't like using those little microchip ice in there because yep. you don't want to be crunching on the ice the whole time. Yeah, you want to have the big ice in there so where it just cools it down. And actually, the actually the ice in there kind of dilutes the sugar a little bit more, mm-hmm. so you're not overly having too much sugar in every bite. That's why, like, has a sugar crash at about. Two hours later. Two hours later. Yeah. <laughs> and then this thing's going to call, the whole thing's going to coagulate. Coagulate? <laughs> yeah. Is it coagulating right now? I, I think it is. It looks like beer's milk right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> but yeah, um, on to our, on to our uh, special guest here, uh, Craig Ott. Would you like to introduce, to, introduce yourself to, to the listeners and... Tell right, hang on, he's going pee right now. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, he's grabbing his can of spam. No, not my can of spam. <laughs> he's having my sun tea. He made sun tea for us. I still have yet to try it. I probably should. 
let's see. What do you really want to know? Uh, I'm. I what like type of, what type of food you like? Um, food. I like food. all food. Uh, I'm willing to try just about any food. That's because what I, we all have in common. <laughs> you, you can't say that you don't like something if you've never tried it. Right. And I don't understand yeah. people that... You can ask oh, every single one of my sons. They'll tell you how that works. <laughs> <laughs> except, uh, for, except for Owen here. He's, he's kind of like my ride or die guy right here. <laughs> uh, not a texture person. I mean, that doesn't affect me. Uh, There's certain things I don't know if I can wrap my head around. Mm -hmm. Like mayonnaise. No. <laughs> like, watching, like, Bizarre Foods, yeah. there are certain ones that I've seen him eat, and I'm like, no. no. I, I, I know you go to this place in Minneapolis, the uh, uh, pet place uh, with the... <clears throat> All the lizards and scorpions and all that kind of stuff. What is this place called? Twin City Reptile. Twin City Reptile. You can get like boxed edible crickets that yep. have different flavors. Holy crap. Yeah. Like, so do you, can you get like sriracha flavored crickets? I don't know if they have sriracha, but I'm sure you probably could find them. I know they've got like sour cream. Like, Oh, you know what? I could which totally, one? Which I one is your totally favorite? See, I could totally see like having like a chili type of freaking pepper like you know you know the the dipping sauce they have for um egg rolls yeah yeah like a, dude legit bomb that would be all interesting right. owen wants to say what his favorite cricket is because he tried them all salt and vinegar nice oh salt and vinegar oh, cricket oh. i i <laughs> ate salt and vinegar chi chips once and i'm like nope never not for again. me <laughs> not for me nope i like them i like them except they my tongue yeah it, it tears apart your tongue yeah. <laughs> Dissolves like the first layer yeah. of your skin. Yeah. On the tongue. Oh my god! It's kind of like uh, Captain Crunch, where it's like razor blades. Yeah. yeah. But you keep eating it. Yep. Mm -hmm. hmm. Weird. Yeah. Weird. I think they also have like other things too, other than crickets, don't I they? Wanna say that, I want to say they've got scorpion suckers. Yep. Yep. Uh, like like actual like, like scorpions. A, a that, little sucker that's like is well, it is it encased inside of a a like uh, um, in the case instead of like uh, hard sugar or well, you know, the, you remember the the fundraiser suckers, the big square ones. Oh yeah, yeah, get? yeah. It's one of those with no, a scorpion we'll them inside of. Mm -hmm. All right, yep. yeah. So is it like lollipops to where like how many licks does it take to get to the center? How to the licks? scorpion? Yeah. <laughs> how many licks does it take to get to the scorpion? <laughs> I don't, I've never had one personally, so I yeah, don't know. no. Dude, that actually sounds legit. I really want to try it now. I eat, I eat a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah. So, do you eat crazy stuff, Greg? Like crazy meaning like flies from the porch. No, no, <laughs> no. I've eaten live crawfish and live fish. Do you suck the head? I do not suck the head. Do you, do oh. you like? Do you eat like uh like pork intestines that sort of? Thing? I've never had the opportunity. I I would try it. Dude, I think if I was to make this dish, okay, um, I'm probably going to make it now, but it's a, <laughs> it's a Southeast, obviously a Southeast Asian dish. I, it's, it's good of every, it's really good of beef, which I need to grab from you earlier. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the yeah. freezer. Uh, it's really good of beef, really good of venison and duck and fish. It's called lab or 
I think in the States it's called LARB, but it's very herbalicious. Herbalicious? Herbalicious. Like a lot of basil, a lot of... Oh, mint. gotcha. Very, oh, very, very, yeah, very herbalicious. Very, gotcha. like, has a lot of herbs in it. It's mm-hmm. really fresh. And the thing about it is that, like, even though you have heavy meats in it, like, say, your ground-up uh, beef, like, it's mm-hmm. heavy. Like, say, if you have an 80-20. Okay. You know, or a 75, whatever. Oh, the good stuff. Yeah. 75-25? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 75-25. <laughs> the maths, it's hard. Dude, like, even even if you have it with that fattier content meat, like, all the herbs in it will level it out. Plus, plus you put in, like, um, you put in, um, shoot, what is it? It's rice powder, but it, you kind of, like, um, you kick it over the fire, let it, let it. Oh, like, toast it? Yeah, you, you toast it. But mm-hmm. there, there's a certain level you can't, you're not supposed to surpass. Just like how we say, if once it browns, it's good to go. Yep. It's almost there, but not really too. I don't know how to really explain like, it. Like garlic, if you overcook it, it comes bitter or what? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So, I mean, it's the same ordeal. Okay. It's just, like I said, it comes down to feel. And mm-hmm. when you think it's ready for you, I, I eat it more on the spicier and sour side. My dad... Like see it more on the more sour slash bitter side, if you get what mm-hmm. I mean by that. Yeah, okay. it's weird. It, I I don't know if it's a Asian thing, but dude, like I'm starting to get it because my dad and them we used to eat like bitter crap, and then now I'm starting to like it more. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to I'm starting to get away from eating like the more bold food. I'm starting to eat more plain now. If you get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Got to tone everything down. Oh, yeah. For your stomach and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, because, like, I don't know what this dish is called. Like, there's this dish my parents eat, and they look like leeks. Like, you know, leeks. Yep. But I, it's it's a root, and they freaking, they just boil it with water and eat it, and it's super bitter, like, bitter. Super bitter, and they. Oh, um, are you talking like t- I don't, taro? I don't, I don't or know. Taro no, or... it's it's not that. It's no, not... Like, we we got it. My wife and I got it at a, a farmers market once. And is it, is it brown? Was it brown? Like dried and brown? I don't know if it was dried and brown, but it was like it was really super bitter. And the lady that sold it to us was like, "You sure you, you want yeah, this? Yeah, you, you you sure?" <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, we never tried it." And she goes, "Oh, it's it's good with." What did she say? Like a stir fry or something that's like mm. really heavy with other things. And they're like, huh. We brought it anyway. We brought it home and had it plain. Absolute stupidest oh. thing we ever did. Well, you got to taste it plain so you yeah. know how to use oh, it. Right. It, it, was, it was so bitter. Like it, it made you like. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is that like my parents, like even me now, like I'm starting to like that. I don't know if it's growing up like just having tidbits of it here and there. Mm. But like I've noticed it a lot. Of that within like the community, and I'm like, holy crap! Like I'm, st- I'm starting to be old. Bitter melon was what we had. I don't know. Oh, that's like the I don't know what the actual name name is of it is, but it's like it's no, called... no, it's it's not bitter melon. It's not bitter else. melon. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. I know what you're talking about though. Um, but no, it's something else. It's a root. It's a mung. 
It's a monk. Yeah, this looks like a cucumber now that I look at it. Like yeah. a spiky cucumber. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a Oh the the orange yellow. They're green. There you are, they're green. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I've seen those ones before. Yeah, that wouldn't be a good thing to slice not, up and put in vinegar. <laughs> no, it, it was not good sliced no, up eating. No refrigerator <laughs> pickles with that. No. Oh, hold on. I think I found it, boys. Cool. Uh, what you got? Let's see. It says here. I had to go. Yeah, it's called. Hold on. No, actually, no, actually, that's not it. I lied. I lied. I lied. It looked like that when it was like super dry. It says right here that it's called rattan, rattan roots, but it's not that too. I I can't find it. If I ever find it, I'll take a. If I ever find like or see it, I'll take mm-hmm. a picture of it and send it to you. Okay, dude, that shit is like so bitter. Like you thought bitter melon was bitter, dude. This is like a thousand times worse. Yeah. Talking about vegetables, there's one that you brought in. I think it was like a lemon, like jalapeno or something. Oh, oh those those little my- yellow. Like My lemon peppers. Lemon peppers. Yeah, those are really good. I like those. That would be really good, like in a, a salad with a, like a vinaigrette of some some tor- oh, yeah. sort. Um, I, I like using them when I make my hot sauce. Okay. Because it gives it a little bit of that that freshness yep, yep, that yep, you yep. get from a lemon, but yep. it's definitely. Got I've been the looking heat. all over for them and I can't find them. <laughs> Nobody sells them. I huh. I grew them. I found a plant at uh, Fleet Farm. Fleet Farm, really? Huh. Huh. Fleet Farm actually has a really good plant selection. Yeah, we went to Gertens and probably oh, no, way no, no, no. overspent at Gertens. <laughs> That's not hard. No, not at all. Uh, let's see, the last thing I got at Gertens was an orange tree. An orange tree? <laughs> yeah, orange oh, tree. In Minnesota? Yep. We move it in and out. Huh. That must be a lot of work. No. No? It, Isn't it heavy? They only grow like five feet tall. So oh, so not like Florida, like in big fields with no. like, okay. That's, that's we, a picture I, the tree I think. We do get, uh, I'd say about baseball sized oranges off of it. Oh, it's already getting oranges produced. Not yet. Oh. This one we haven't. Okay. Um, but we've got a lemon bush. We've got uh, a lime bush, a uh, kumquat. I want to go to your house and see these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had grapefruit, but my wife... Took in somebody's plant to, to uh, nurse it back, and yeah. she ended up getting aphids all over oh. it and destroyed it. And the reason I got an orange tree is because our old one got infected the same way. Oh, dang. That's, um, so what you're saying is your house... God, how frustrated like, would that be to like have all these things growing and all of a sudden just die? Oh, it, was, it was horrible. Oh. Because our, our son... Because there's so much work. It's so oh, yeah. much work. But my wife's got a green thumbs and green toes, so... Cool. I don't, but I try. <laughs> I don't know. I just see animals and shoot it. Yeah, I try. We 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 it. talk a lot about meat in this in this podcast, and oh, I want to like I kind of want to go towards vegetables too because there's so many more openings for that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I I think honestly, even for me, like I am such a heavy meat eater. Heavy. Is that a culture thing too, though? I, I believe so. Yeah. I think it is because, like, honestly, if we were to go camping, and you guys saw the way how I ate, you guys would literally think that I was from the old country. Like, literally, you would see like me, medieval times, like Andrew. A little bit. You would literally <laughs> see me like bare fisting a steak. <laughs> you were up like an animal, 
like cook it and like not even like plating it i'll yeah. literally just get a knife start filleting off the meat and eating it well like mm-hmm. like we did in the service uh, we i remember coming home from a deployment and my buddies all my buddies wives were there for this cookout and they were hollering at us mm-hmm. because we were still in deployment mode and when you're on deployment you just take it straight off the the grill and you eat it okay they're sitting there waiting for their hot dogs and burgers and they're all gone <laughs> because we were just taking them right off and eating them because uh-huh. it's how what you do, do it. well and the thing is that like even with when i do wild wild game cooking um here's what i always tell people all the time and even i a lot of the times take it for granted salt and pepper oh yeah, oh, yeah. like People have forgotten how important salt and pepper. Well, because he's grill steak seasoning here, yeah. chicken seasoning there, and this seasoning well, and that seasoning. Well, those all have the salt and pepper in it. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, just normal salt and pepper yeah. is people, pretty good. People have forgotten like empires were built upon these things. Yeah. Like yeah. weapons were traded for these things. Empire died for these type of things. Yeah. Just yeah. salt and pepper, like literally just salt itself. Like mm-hmm. that ended empires mm-hmm. and created empires. Yeah. Like, well, you couldn't preserve food. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. crazy how, like, modern human beings have forgotten how important that thing is. That's like whenever, like, I go out and eat in the field, like, it's literally just salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Crazy. I mean, the thing that my grandma told me before she died was she was still in the era where they used big ice cubes to refrigerate oh, and i was oh. like are you kidding like you didn't have refrigerators yeah <laughs> it had legit ice boxes yeah like legit just a freaking just, huge cube it's yeah. <laughs> oh, probably like my son that didn't know that the iphone came out when he was born and that there's actually phones on the walls <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah he was born after the internet yeah. the three of us mm. were born before the internet well, I mean, the internet came out early, but it was never publicized. Yeah. Till later. No, I was, I was pre-internet. Were you really? Yeah. 70s. I mean, I remember when like you would turn on the internet and AOL. <laughs> I remember having to go on to BBSs to get on the internet. Oh man! And then somebody in your household picked up the phone and then oh, destroyed God. your connection. <laughs> oh yeah. Who's on the phone? <laughs> I'm on the phone. Get off the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, dude, like, I don't know. Like, I guess for me, like wild game cooking is more of my mantra type of thing. Like if, I don't know, if you guys were to ever go camping with me, you guys would literally think like I was back in the freaking 15th century we don't even need to bring food cool go and hunt some squirrels right yep. yeah dead yeah. serious like, <laughs> i'll bring a slingshot, a slingshot. <laughs> it's been so long since i've freaking used a slingshot <laughs> so i used the other one the other day terrible yeah oh yeah i almost I almost, I almost took out my kid's eye <laughs> and i almost like put a nick in my truck Ooh. but yeah huh it's crazy i think we've got three slingshots in the house and I don't think anybody's ever used a single one of them. Oh, dude, but since we're talking on the topic of like... So just right off the porch here? Yeah. Right off the porch. Yeah. 
Since we're on the topic of, we like, got a couple these, rabbits in the backyard that we need to get rid of. This wild logo for that, dude. Let's talk about like, Craig. Like we know you always bring in like smoked meats. Okay. Like, what techniques do you use, and what do you use, like to use? What best? What cuts do you like to use, and whatnot? Um. Well, when it comes to smoking meats, I like like charcoal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't like propane. Can you smoke on propane? Oh, I suppose you, you can. can. Yeah. I, I it, could taste the propane. Yeah. That's why I'm always. And like, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I also like to use chunk, like apple chunk or peach chunk, mm-hmm. because I think you get a, a better uh, flavor out of it. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, I'm a, a Weber kettle dude. Weber kettle? Yep. You're not that a Traeger like mm. this guy over here? No. I, I got an expert grill, Walmart brand. I'm just starting <laughs> off with smoking. I'm not getting crazy yet. <laughs> I, I like the uh, the ritual of smoking. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I like yeah. the having to tend the fire and, and being part of it mm-hmm. versus set it and forget it. Okay. So, Chad, are you a Like a pellet it? grill? Like a pellet grill. So I'm a pellet grill. That's a pellet I'm just starting. And, and, and to each their own. I yeah. mean, yeah. it's a good way to start getting your feet into there. I mean, I've been looking at uh, the ugly drum smokers and thinking about building one of those. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, it's, it's, okay. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah, I gotcha. Um, the 55-gallon drum. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Vertically. Not, not like the... Not like the grills. Oh, uh, gotcha. So you yeah, have a you have yeah, a hole in the bottom yeah, and yeah. Yeah. it's literally like a rocket stove. Oh, I want to try a rocket stove so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like like go out in the woods and get a big chunk of wood and just like drill it and oh, then have it. Yeah, like a Swedish log. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I see on the internet, and I was like, I'm gonna try that, and then never do it. And we'll never do it. <laughs> oh, I watch all the survival shows for yeah. that type stuff, and it's like, oh, I could do it. I think I don't I think, think I'd waste my damn time like drilling into a freaking log and or do it the way the Native Americans did like the ground hole and oh, they have yeah. the yeah. yeah well yeah. you can build a smoker that way too yeah I suppose huh well I mean that's how that's how I, I used to do smoked meats I'd dig a freaking hole in the ground wrap the meat up and then like throw like actual like like wood embers in there and like mm-hmm. cover it Oh, so like, pork. like what we see is the, uh, the uh, Hawaiian pit smoking. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would be interesting for, to me to learn. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing about it is that like, um, just like how you're smoking, you're picking up the elements of the type of wood you use. Mm-hmm. Yep. This really depends on how good the smoker is because yeah. if they don't wrap it properly or if not like they use different types of leaves to cover it with i usually yep. just use banana leaves because it's really common and i could get my hands on yep. it so like you get that essence but if somebody that did it and they did not cover it well you get like a earthy moldy type of like you know when we ate those freaking german dumplings yeah tasted really moldy and earthy mm-hmm kind of like that 
Where, I'm not like those one bit. Well, and then well, and then we had our second set of dumplings. We're like, oh, okay, they're not bad. They're actually pretty good. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's, you know, it's. I wish that German was restaurant there. was still yeah. there. Yeah. I, mean, I don't even remember what it was called, but they closed down shop because they decided to retire. Yeah. Uh, shoot, I forgot what it's called. And then some, the the sous chef or the executive chef of the St. Paul Grill and hotel or whatever took over and made it a bar and grill. Like we don't have enough of those here already. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, have you ever had uh, any of the cheese from the Cave Cheese Lady at mm. the farmer's no. market? Uh, I was there a few years ago now, and uh, she had a a goat's milk cheddar that she had made, and then they had covered it with maple leaves, huh. and then lit the maple leaves on fire to to use the maple leaves to smoke it and it was really different because it i mean you've had maple smoke stuff yeah. mm-hmm. and it it really penetrated the cheese but it it wasn't as as bold mm-hmm. as if you, like you're smoking a meat mm-hmm. and i've i've tried smoking cheeses before it's I'm going to smoke a lot more things before I start doing cheeses and sh- uh, fish. Uh, <laughs> cheese is easy. The whole thing you have to learn with cheese is you have to wait. Yeah. Once you get done smoking it, you take and put it in a plastic bag and put it in the fridge and forget about it for about a week. Hmm. All joking aside, I mean, I'm a very patient person. My wife always says that. <laughs> uh, she's shaking her head no, like right now. <laughs> if, you, if you have it that, that first two days... All you taste is smoke. Smoke. And it's not a good smoke. No. So is it like, is it really that spongy to absorb all that smoke? The fat, it, the fat is, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've tried smoked cheese from like Walmart or Cub or something, and I like it, but I imagine if you did it yourself, it would. And I ju- when I did it, I just went to Cub and bought the cheap store brand blocks oh, okay because it's six bucks and if you screw it up it's six bucks yeah it's not that wheel of 40 year old cheddar cheese. yeah mozzarella and handmade and yeah you imported from italy and <laughs> it gets seared with its freaking uh logo on it everything yeah. yeah it's not i mean smoking's easy but you have to realize that you're gonna mess up. Yeah. And can you smoke brie? Or is that too? Uh, with the because uh, I love the taste of brie. Have, yeah. You could probably get away with it. Hmm. Because uh, the tube smoker I got does real light sm- smoke, and it's uh, uh, you load it with pellets, light one in, and in the box, it only got to like 75 degrees. Okay. So it, maybe I looked it up on YouTube and get my confidence up. <laughs> or, I mean, you could go could, out there and try it yeah. and fuck up and then like learn from the mistakes. I think that's the best way to go. We almost were able, capable of not having explicit on this uh, podcast. You just messed it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dang it. No, that was a second. Dang it. Oh, <laughs> We're trying to go kid friendly here, but <laughs> sorry, kids. <laughs> Side jar, hey, yeah. 
But I mean, like, what techniques do you use? Like, I know there's like people have their their charcoal set up a certain way, so it burns a certain way. What do you do? Um, I use the snake method. That's a lot. I see a lot of snake method. Uh, it's really easy, and it's really controlled. Yep. I do a two-two-one. So anybody that doesn't know, snake method is where you actually stack your uh, your charcoal around the the edge of the grill, mm-hmm. and I do two bricks, then I do two bricks on top of that, and then one on top of that. Okay. And when you light it, you only light like five coals, mm-hmm. and then you put them on one end, and it'll steadily burn and ignite the next one. Mm-hmm. So... If I do like halfway around my my Weber kettle, it'll maintain about 250 degrees for about seven eight hours. <laughs> so when I go to do like a brisket or a pork shoulder, I do that so that I don't really have to mess, mess with it. Also, okay. you're so for you, you actually like to move the meats and instead of letting it just sit in there and scare losing the heat, you right. actually move it around and yeah i'd like to make sure that it's getting smoked all the way around and oh man we're such like the three of us are such different calibers like chad is like your your your, your new guy <laughs> like super like follow to the t kind of like instruction type of guy if that makes any sense to you. does that make I, any sense i like tech so yeah it and then just you, falls yeah. in my thing well, that... and, then, and then you you like you wing it but it works for you how, how you cook Right. Me, like, I honestly smoke it, like, the older way, mm-hmm. where it's, I get four pieces of, like, four pieces of, uh, four little um, twigs that are, like, Y-shaped, and I build a oh. little rack over it, or if not, a wooden or a bamboo rack over it, mm-hmm. and literally just throw the meat on there and let the, the fire, smoke. the smoke, it's not even, not even lit anymore, the smoke just really cook it. If it's not burnt and charred, are you even cooking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. Who knows? I mean, my kids are like, Dad, I I don't want to eat that. It looks really burnt. Like, no, it's not. It's good for you. It's flavor enhancers. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. Well, even, well, not even that. Like, I don't know. It's just weird because, like, I would throw my um, cast iron literally onto the fire and cook. Mm. Well, that's what it was designed. Yeah, for. but a yeah. lot of people were like, "Oh my god, you're so weird! Like, aren't you scared? Like, you know, ashes and stuff <laughs> are gonna fall." And I'm like, "That's the whole part of eating. Like, well, people have gotten so used to like eating it. The sterile. images of it being so clean, they forgot how primal it is." They forgot how primal eating is. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like, you know how we eat at work and we're more of ish polite while eating? Dude at home, man, like... <laughs> like, <laughs> like I said, straight off the grill. Yeah. yeah. Dude. I don't know. That's just me, I guess. The uh, cold but melty cheese. Yeah, cold but <laughs> melty cheese. Oh, talking about Monty. Oh. How, the, how the cheese is cold but melty. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. But... Yeah, so you like the snake method, huh? Two yep. two one. Two two one, yeah. I've never seen that before. I've seen the snake method, but I've mm-hmm. never seen the two two one combo. Yeah. That's crazy. So you use pellet, right? 
Yeah, I only have pellet. Do you have a certain type of like pellet Just the flavoring? mix. Just the mix. Mixed hickory, oak, oh. all that kind of stuff. Did you try his ribs he made? I did thing? not. You didn't try it? No. Dang it. I wasn't was, in that day. No. I thought I gave him a, a, an honest like thing about it. I'm not going to hold back. Like it was, it was, it was decent. Yeah. I could have used a little bit more cooking time, I would say. I thought it was like a little bit too much dry. You think so? Yeah, I threw oh, it on it too long. Did you, do you wrap it or do you just literally leave I it? I wrapped it. Oh. I, I left it. So the cooking part of it, I just got my grill to 225 or 230. Okay. And um, put it on for, I think it was like three hours that way. And then two hours wrapped up with um, butter, brown sugar, honey, and then let it cook for a couple hours in that way. And mm-hmm. then uh, unwrapped it, uh, did a barbecue sauce on top of it, and then put it back in there for to just get the to caramelize, caramelize the glaze. Oh, okay, okay. So I may have put it on too long. I didn't temp it. Okay, so that's probably why. I just let the grill do its thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has a probe temping temper thing I could do, and I I didn't use it, so I was like, yeah. It was the first. Yeah, sometimes it was our first time cooking anything smoking wise, so mistakes were made. But it'll be better next time well, if I do it. I mean, couldn't be any worse than my buddy. My buddy, <laughs> his wife went and got him a brisket for him to smoke, and he was all excited to yeah. get that brisket. That's so hard to. No, she got him a corned beef brisket. <laughs> oh my god! Yum! Gosh. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! The dog didn't even eat it. <laughs> Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Oh, I also use mustard as a binder too. I, okay. I use mustard a lot when I, when I'm uh, gonna be using a sauce later on yep. as my binder. Our our cooking techniques are so different. <laughs> I think I'm more primal, you would say. Like yeah. honestly, like you know how you said you added like the barbecue sauce. For me, yeah. it's all dry rub. Dry rub. Dry See, rub. I, I do both. And well, the thing is, like I think the way I did it is more like the St. Louis. Like pork short rib, I guess if you baby okay. back rib, if that's what it is. It's oh, so, like almost the soup, style ribs. Yeah, yeah, almost like slat. I mean, lathered yeah. in like um yep. sauce. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up with that. Yeah. I had to try something. And I was like, yeah, that sounded good at the time. When I do my ribs, they're normally just a rub. Mm-hmm. But like if I'm doing a, a shoulder or something, I'll because when I do a shoulder, I'm gonna be shredding it. Mm-hmm. And I want to add a sauce with it so that it, the flavor really gets into it. So Ooh. I'll slather it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. What? I just came up with an idea. There was one guy. I'm sorry. I don't to cut you off. But there's okay. this one guy that I watch on YouTube that um, he does a brisket and he does a big pan underneath the brisket. And he, he does the drippings. catch the drippings, but he it, the drippings go into his smoked baked beans. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh that's, I want to wow. try that. But that's a little bit above my knowledge right now so i need to like do more research on that kind of stuff um brisket i've always gotten lucky mm-hmm. and i will say i've gotten lucky because i've dabbled in it mm-hmm. and it it's always turned out but the one time that we call it meat drunk <laughs> where you <laughs> Where you have meat that's just so good that you're just, your eyes roll in your head and, you know, 
you're just so, he likes so meat in his mouth. Definitely a split now. <laughs> I was messing around with my buddy's smoker. Mm-hmm. It was my first time using it, and that thing did perfect. Dude, dude, I I think I just came up with something that. All right, let's hear it. All right, so now you know how like. I talk about like how I do more primal cooking and more like wild foods or wild game meats. Yep. Well, essentially a chicken's not wild, but dude, we should like smoke Candy. chicken feet. Chicken feet? Dude. I guess I, I can't say I never, I've I've never, never had, had it. Okay. <laughs> Hear me out. I know it sounds weird. <laughs> Kelsey's looking at me like, who the hell is that? Chad, who is that guy? But not dude, hear house. me out. Okay. I, I think... I think I could change your minds about this. So, so hear me out. Uh-huh. I'm probably going to get some chicken feet. I'm not going to get a lot. I'm going to get a few samples, and I'm going to try it out. So I'm, I'm going to tell you what the ingredients are. I'm going to grab chicken feet that's already obviously been cleaned and you know mm-hmm. whatever. Washed, clean, good to go. I'm going to marinate it one full day with like Chinese five spice. And I forgot what that that glaze is called or that powder it's that red powder they use for picking duck oh so i'm gonna let it sit in that for a whole day and i'm gonna smoke it because that i mean mm-hmm. you've had peking duck right yep have you had peking duck maybe i don't know you get what flavor profile i'm going towards now right yeah with that peking duck and that five spice that would be i think i know it sounds weird because chicken feet it sounds it's well it's a cut we know yeah i don't i've never made them i, I never even yeah. tried them <laughs> dude i am gonna make it and i'm gonna change your minds chicken feet is there a lot of, is there any meat on chicken feet I, yeah there is, is yeah yeah would that be like eating would that be like eating the wing did you know that you can eat walleye cheeks yep uh-huh. they're freshwater they're basically freshwater scallops like if you get a if you get a good size like a 25 inch or not even like a 20 inch walleye mm-hmm. and you cut out their cheeks dude those are the best meats ever nobody really knows about it so Did you know about I, this Kels? yeah okay yeah right you know about walleye cheeks right see people don't know about those type of cuts so like they just waste it yeah well they just throw the head away i'm just it, like dude, it's more work yeah it is That's, but uh, i mean not if you have an electro fillet knife like i do <laughs> all around but i'm just saying like that cut is so alien to people you know what i mean well it's a butcher's cut yeah so like i'm gonna try it i'm gonna bring it over and i'm gonna blow you guys minds i'll try it we should end there yeah yeah ahoy all right guys uh this is it for a cook feast repeat um thank you guys for listening and uh y'all have a great day yep Happy Memorial Day, and uh, thank you for all the veterans that served. Yes. Craig. Thanks both you guys. (laughs) Craig was a squid, and I was a jarhead, so. (laughs) That's about it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Bye. Uh Aho!